Good morning and welcome to the KLE podcast and this is your host Sean Smith and you are coming on to the uh, conversation that I've been having with uh, Steve Bissett, my friend Steve Bissett and uh, we're just going straight into the conversation. We um, we sort of hop onto the call before the time and begin just begin talking about stuff and and then we remember wait a minute we better start recording this so we started recording and so you are now just coming straight into where we are um, with the conversation. Have a great time with us and remember to uh, please um, share <coughs> the. Uh, Share the, the podcast a, uh, with with your friends. Let them get in on the conversation. Hey, we're not trying to <clears throat> preach any anything. Um, you know, this is not like a teaching effort. So uh, it goes all over the place. We're just sharing from our heart in our conversation and love you to be part of it. So enjoy and, um, yeah, get it out there. Share it. Uh, maybe you can subscribe on, on Spotify. It does help, and the more listens we get, the the more people can hear the message as well. Appreciate you listening, and uh, remember, every Friday at uh, at eleven, we're on with um, Stephen Sean building his church. Enjoy the conversation. Proceeds from this point onwards, <laughs> we are in uh, KLE. So, um, yeah, I I agree. It's it's like. Um, you know, when you step into that that place of or discover, if you rather, um, your Eden, you know, is that and it's a place that um, the amplified says it's the happy place or it's the or it's the the place of pleasantness. Um, you know, I I, th- I think the Father is pleased with that. You know. Well, yeah, because he, he's prepared that place for us. In fact, it even says of Christ that he goes before us to prepare a place for us, that where he is, we may be also. And uh, just like my son, when he found, when he started doing the food truck, yeah. and, um, you know, that was, the food truck itself wasn't necessarily a dream. He's just had, he's had this thing for uh, being a chef and food for most since he was a little tiny guy, he'd, he'd make up all sorts of recipes for us to try. And most of them were, Oh man, <laughs> um, you know, here, try this. It's vinegar and something else, you know, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. Oh, that's really good, son. That's really good. <laughs> but, um, I, I realized once he got this, um, once we shut down our business, uh, or the business I had, and he started about, Man, that afternoon, a guy called him up and said, look, uh, I have a proposition for you. And I think that's the first time Chris has ever been propositioned by a man. But anyway, the, uh, uh, the guy says, I, uh, I would like to go ahead and provide the trailer, the truck, the food, everything. And I would like you to provide the ideas for a food truck. Mm. And so basically that afternoon after we shut down the, the business that he'd been working with me on for the last three, four years, um, it just, you know, he stepped right into his, what he felt like it was his purpose. And just to watch him in his element um, gives a father such a, not just a peace, but a joy um, in yourself, just to, just to see your son come into fulfillment, see him to, and, uh, as I began to watch that yesterday, as I was working for him, um, 
I just, I, I was watching him work in there and I said, I'm really happy for you, son. I'm really proud of you. And, um, it does something to a father to realize that a son is fulfilling part of his purpose on the earth. Yeah. And, uh, not, not just, not just the spiritual, but you know, we're made, we're made as a person, not, not separate spiritual, uh, you know, soul and body We're we're made as, as a person. <laughs> so, you know, just like with the thing of Moses that we've talked about before, uh, Moses was afraid to go forth. And, and, uh, after God told him, uh, that, you know, I want you to go and do this and even appears to him in a burning bush. Um, and, uh, here you have this scenario of a guy who's, who thought he was going to be a leader then steps out for 40 years. Yeah. And, uh, now all of a sudden he's standing here going, okay, now I'm, now I'm supposed to step back into it. I've been following around after these sheep for, you know, 40 years. Uh, I don't even know what to do. And he says, what's that in your hand? And that's the thing, I guess that's the thing that got me is that what's that in your hand? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's not, <clears throat> it's not something super spiritual. It's not some gifting. It's not some anointing. I've prepared you for such an hour as this and simply I'm sending you. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to wow somebody with your gift or your anointing or your anything else. I've prepared you for the last 40 years for this time and this season. Now I'm just sending you. And so just be who you are, you know, uh, to be is to do, to do is to be. So do be, do be, do. Um, But there's that, um, there's that element that we've, we've, we think we're something different spiritually than we are naturally. Yeah. And God's just saying, no, I'm sending you period. Yeah. And, uh, that's where, that's where sometimes we get confused because we try to put our gift or our quote anointing up on some sort of a pedestal when actually, actually he's sending us as a gift yeah, um, or as a tool or as a whatever to affect the lives of other people. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing is is that if uh, if think a leadership begins when we when it doesn't not not just positionally but when we understand and discover the con the, the whole idea is that we are here with an uh, with an assignment you know is like God has put us on the earth in this earth suit with senses with giftings talents abilities strengths. Um, desires that is in dreams he's placed into our heart with ideas that he's given us because he has an assignment for us. The, right. the assignment is to bring impact and transformation to, to make disciples of all the ethnos groups of all the, of all the cultural groups in, in the earth, you know, so wherever you are, that's what you're called to do. And right. it's not, it's not because you're better than somebody else because everybody has it. Just everybody doesn't discover it. That's the problem. It's like right, uh, right. <clears throat> we're trying to still fulfill things religiously, um, and and you know we think that if we if we run our spiritual gimmicks nicely, then we can right. We somehow appeasing the gods, you know. But <laughs> you know, so we're not really we're not pleasing our father because our right. father, uh, what pleases him is when by faith we actually begin to. Um, do what he's called us to do, you know? Right. Yeah. When, when we are who he made us to be, that's, exactly. that's it, plain and simple. He sees his great creation doing actually his son, not just a creation, but he's seen his son f- being fulfilled and doing what he was supposed to be doing on the Designed earth. to do. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it's just a whole different, 
I guess like uh, like I was saying at the first, you know, to see that happen in your son, me being just a natural person, seeing that in my own son, mm. uh, it really made me reflect on how my father must feel about me when I'm doing, you know, when I'm just stepping into that and, and just in a place of peace and rest and just uh, doing that with such a joy and such a, because it's not a labor anymore. It's not yeah. a, I mean, there, yeah, there are some things that are work. You know, uh, even like with the food truck, you know, yeah, there's a lot of mundane stuff and, you know, he's got to clean off the grill and he's got to do this and that, which I'm sure he doesn't like, but he's got a goal that is set before him, Yeah. Uh, you know, to franchise later and to do some different things and been approached to put these things all over the place. So, you know, it's just one of those <clears throat> to, to see the fulfillment of something in, in your own son's life and to realize that our father has that so much more for us. Uh, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, <laughs> you know, does your heavenly father. I, I just thought it, I was thinking of that scripture while you were saying that, that I was just thinking exactly the same scripture. How much, <laughs> in fact, that, that was just my, my I was just going to say, you know, I just thought of the scripture. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so actually one day I was, um, when I was in the UK, uh, <clears throat> The one that I was just like, I, I went for a walk and I said to the Lord, man, I've messed up so bad, you know, and I, I don't think, you know, maybe, maybe you just like, don't like me right now kind of thing. And the yeah. Lord, you know, I felt that scripture rise in my heart and, and the Lord said to me, said, how are you with your son? Right. You know, is like, if, if your son messes up, do you reject him? Do you? I mean, you disapprove of his action or his behavior, but do you disapprove of him altogether that you reject him, cast him out, never have communication with him again? And he said, that's dysfunctional fatherhood. Right. So how much more does the heavenly father, uh, you know, how much more do I um, overlook the things that you do wrong? So that, right. you know, we still in the spirit. Even the spirit and nature of Christ, I will never leave you nor forsake you, not even to the end of the earth. I mean, that's pretty powerful words uh, to realize that as a as a son of God, that's uh, we have that same spirit of Christ. That's how we interact with other people. I will never leave you nor forsake you, not even to the end of the earth. No matter what you may do, you know you're going to have to you're going to have to step away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to be the one that kind of pushes push away, but I will still never leave you nor forsake you, not even to the end of the earth. Yeah, and I think if if so, we com um, <clears throat> if if we combine those two things into you know the simple fact is is that God has given us assignment, wants to see us fulfill it, and He's not He's not He's for us, not against us. You know, He's like um, I want to see you go right. even when you do mess it up. And I think you know is that as as somebody that works with with leaders, you know. Um, it's, it's interesting, but that work, the, 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 the root word for work is actually worship. And, and, uh, and so God instituted that into man uh, as Adam uh, in, in Genesis already that he, to cultivate the garden was, was a sense of work. And yet it, that work was a worship to God, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, a uh, burden. It was something that no. the curse brought the burden. But, yeah, but the, by the sweat of the brow. Yes, but the, but the, the, 
the um, the Eden, the cultivation of 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 the Eden that God gives you to replenish that, to cultivate that, to guard it, to tend it. What was actually it was a worship to God, you know. It was just a flow to to actually be involved in what God God's called you to do and 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 doing it, you know. I'm actually I'm actually a little I'm, I'm trying to avoid the word call nearly because it's right it becomes such a a, a religious kind of um, platitude, you know. It's like I'm called and he's not called, and and, and so we've got this sort <laughs> yeah. of we've yeah. got this sort of mentality we've come to that some people are are you know, super spiritual and, and, you know, superior beings nearly because they are called and the rest of us are plebs, you know? Right. And, and we just like the commoners that, that sort of floats along. But, but the fact is we're all Kings. Um, God doesn't use subjects. He uses Kings to serve in his kingdom. And, and right. each, each of us have that assignment that brings fulfillment, you know? So, yeah. And I'm not a King over you. No, ah, but that's the thing is it, it's to have dominion over the beasts and the creeps, not over each other. That, and that's always a qualifier, a good one, yeah. Yeah, because it says over the, over the beasts and the things that creepeth on the earth, and, uh, you know, unless you're a creep, yes. uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not supposed to have creep, dominion creep, over yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there is, uh, and I guess that's why I, uh, my daughter actually painted this, or not painted, but drew a picture for me of this um, soldier or warrior uh, riding. Uh, I don't know whether he was riding. I, I don't remember it exactly, but he, he has his sword drawn and his sword, draw, uh, his, his uh, shield out. Mm-hmm. And it says we wrestle and he's, and he's fighting a dragon. And it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but against powers and principalities and rulers of darkness. And that's been kind of my main thing over the past few years is, is, uh, no matter what the struggle is, it's not with flesh and blood. Yes, exactly. If we can keep it out of that realm, that's what the enemy wants to do is keep us fighting amongst each other or yeah. keep us, you know, uh, I'm better than you. Uh, my dog's better than your dog. Um, you my know, ninja's better uh, than you. <laughs> I'm a right. ninja than you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I've got it better than you, whatever it is. And, uh, <laughs> He's just saying, no, the, the whole the whole thing here is that it's not about flesh and blood. My kingship or my my rule, my reign and my authority. Now, Paul did say, my uh, measure of rule extends towards you. Yes. He says, I'm an apostle or sent one to you, uh, not to everybody, but doubtless towards you. Yeah. And so he said, there's a certain measure of rule, um, a little um, um, a portion of rule that I have that does extend toward you, but not toward everybody. And he says, I've learned to operate uh, within side or uh, within that measure that I have and not to, not to go beyond that. Mm. And uh, with certain people, we have a certain entrance or a certain measure of rule because basically it's granted to us not only by their father for that time and that season because uh, there's a work that we're to do in somebody's life uh, uh, by Christ. It's not it's not something that I'm just going to come in here and, and I'm going to teach you a bunch of stuff or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not supposed to touch the Ark of the Covenant. I'm not supposed to get my hands on it. But yeah. if I see, if I'm sent to you, doubtless, like Paul says, I am to some. Yes. So I'm sent here to you and I'm, I'm supposed to, like Paul says, uh, you are my workmanship. <laughs> uh, Christ said, you are my workmanship. 
there's there's a bunch of different things i i labor on you um where is it first corinthians 3 that says um uh, um apollos watered but god giveth the increase and uh you know let every man be careful uh take heed how he buildeth thereupon because i basically every time we're speaking words or we're giving something to somebody we are building upon that temple it is a temple building yeah and uh i'm not supposed to be building a kingdom <laughs> that kingdom already is there yeah i'm supposed to be building upon this temple and it says uh you know be careful on that because um if any man defile that temple which is if I'm talking with you or if I'm speaking by Christ to you, you are that temple. And it says, uh, if I defile that temple, him will God destroy. Hmm. Growing up, I was always taught that, you know, smoking, drinking, you know, all that sort of stuff that we're supposed to put away and everything else, you know, you're defiling the temple. Well, God's going to destroy you if you keep defiling the temple. Well, that isn't, that isn't the context of that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's talking about teachers or those who would be, quote, leaders uh, and they're building upon this temple of the living God. I guess that's the thing we keep coming back to. If if I realize that this is somebody else's temple, yeah, this is somebody else's bride. This is somebody else. It's somebody else's. It's not mine. Yep. And I'm a steward of the gift or the nature of Christ within me. But I'm not. How would you put that? I'm not the steward of that person. I, I'm 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 the steward of what the Lord's given me to give to that person, but um, they're not my responsibility. Uh, he began the good work in them. He will complete it. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, he uh, they are His workmanship in exactly. Christ. Exactly. Isn't so, it? You know, before every servant rises and falls before Him. You know, it's not like I our our um, uh, our judgment to decide who stands and who falls, you know? So, right. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It, it, you know, we, we, and that's the thing is, you know, when we think of restoration, we have to think what was the store that we being rest, rest to rested to, you know, to re return to. And if you go to the garden of Eden, I mean, God gives Adam and Eve or Adam is the species of man. It gives him, uh, authority and dominion, like we were saying earlier, over all the works of his hands, but nowhere right. does it say over people. And no. so, and so, um, of course, there weren't any of them, but <laughs> yeah, well, as the thing grew, so <clears throat> we our our responsibility then is to serve man, and that's what right. Jesus showed in John chapter 13 with with the washing of the you know, this, Jesus washed their feet, and now we make that a religious. Um, right format but that wasn't what he was teaching he was teaching that we are to serve one another and, right. and uh, that he as a as a as a rabbi or a master teacher could take off his 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 garments that that sort of recognized him as a teacher and put on the apron of a servant and could wash his uh you know his disciples feet and he said as I've done, so you must do to one another. You know, this is your example. So right. um, that's really what we need to do is is constantly be serving um, you, mankind. You know, not condemning mankind, not not uh, you know, getting in their face and, and putting them uh, sort of in a lower kind of uh, 
strata of of humanity is that we are you know so super duper spiritual that you and you are just dogs you know it's right. just like, that that mentality just doesn't work not right. just not not to serve your gift or or your or your assignment or your mission in the earth you know it just doesn't it doesn't serve it so that's the and i know we've touched on this before but um just looking at the word Nicolaitan or the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which things I hate, uh, the deeds in the Nicolaitans, which things I hate, yes. you know, I mean, there's only a few things that it says God hates. Hates, Yeah. Yeah. But, and that's two of them. Yes. Um, but you'd look at just the term Nicolaitan and, uh, you know, I don't know exactly all the deeds of the Nicolaitans and I don't know all the, you know, all the stuff that they did cause it, it doesn't lay it out there. Yeah. So we would probably try to, pinpoint and judge a bunch of people. Um, but the word uh, Nicolaitan, of course, comes from the, the term Nike or, or Nike, uh, which means to oppress um, or dominate by force. Yes. So to oppress uh, and dominate by force is quite a, um, what we have a tendency to do whenever we I'm going to convince you that this is the way the Lord's told me to do it. And basically um, the word laitin or laity means the common folk. Yes. It simply means that I'm going to treat you a certain way because I view you as a common folk. Yes. So it's that whole clergy laity. Um, that, that, that's where that word laity comes from. Uh, you know, the laitin, the common folk. Yes. So here you have this whole picture of of this elite group or this separated group, and I'm going to wear a robe or a cloak or a sash or a, uh, a certain thing. I'm going to be elevated above you or whatever it is. I mean, whatever whatever it is that we have in our mind that's going to make me or separate me from from you. You, you are my brother, not it's not me up here and you down there and I'm going to speak down to you. Like you said, it's uh, and that's, um, I don't know whether or not that's the deeds of the Nicolaitan, but it certainly uh, epitomizes the exact, um, uh, even the definition of the term or the, the word. Yes. So, yeah. And I mean, the, the just the, the, the concept, uh, you know, if you break it down is still, and, and that's the thing that, I mean, that's what, what you, you know you and I are constantly on about is like it's we're not yet to dominate one another and you cannot posture yourself over another you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you, you know because I was thinking about this and in fact I think I did a teaching in the podcast sometime on it but I thought to myself you know is that the the um really okay just so bear with me a little bit here but <laughs> As, as, as believers, so once we come into Christ, we are all kings and priests. We are all lords unto our God. So within his kingdom, we're all kings unto the king. And, right. and so we, he doesn't have servants serving him. He has kings serving him. And, wow. And in his kingdom. And, and so as kings, and we all carry this authority. And that's why he said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, um, you shall lay hands on the sick, you cast out devils, da-da-da-da. We have this authority. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, into 
uh, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So we are to go in that authority. He expressed the example when he sent the the, the disciples out and he said, I, I give you power and authority. To right. Cast, you know, um, power and authority and um and this is what you to preach. You preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, etc., etc. And he sent them to a specific people to accomplish. So, and then when they came back and they said, "Well, we found demons are subject to us in, in your name," he said, "Well, that's not the big issue here. <laughs> that you, you think this makes you suck some super superhuman? It's like you are superhuman in the sense that you have." God, but, but, you know, and, and especially us, they didn't have it at that point in time, but we are full of, we're full of the spirit of God, full of the glory of God, full of the life and nature of God. And, and, um, but so that's the believer's authority. We all operate in that. I mean, it doesn't matter if you are preaching on stadiums to thousands of people, or if you speaking to the guy next door or the guy at work, um, wherever you influencing the world, doesn't matter how big it is. It's all the believer's authority. That's right. it. Right. That's it. You're not going out as some, you know, if you're standing on a platform and there's a million people in the crowd, it, that doesn't make you any more spiritual, any more anointed or any more special than any other believer that's, that's um, engaging the, 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 this generation with the kingdom of God. Not, it doesn't make him any more special. Everybody operates in the believer's authority. And that's how God has empowered us. We're all kings and priests within the kingdom of God. And, right. and uh, it's just some people have learned and have discovered that, that measure. And, and I'm not always sure it's the right thing, but, but you know, let's give it grace and say they've discovered their assignment. They've discovered their gifting. They've discovered... Uh, you know what it is their assignment in the earth and and they are walking it out and walking it closer to what God's called them to do and that's their grace that's their Eden they have to walk in but it doesn't make them any more super than us you know than, right. the, than the normal plebs you know and, and because we all and that's empowering and I was sharing with a group the other night here a bunch of young guys and, and I just said to them I said what you've got to realize is that you've got Everybody's believers, even elders, even pastors, even you know the fivefold ministers—they're all believers, and we all operate in the believers' anointing. All of us, all of us, or or authority rather. Let's keep it right, right to kingdom terminology. And so, everybody's operating in kingdom authority, but some just discover and walk closer and, and develop it more than others. That's it. And so then you've got governments with, you know, governmental authority, which is your elders. And then you've got the fivefold ministers who are to equip the saints. That's their gifting is to equip the saints. But when they step out into uh, the realm of, of, impacting society or the, the culture, etc. That's still the believer's authority. Right. It's, it's not, the, you know, the, the, an apostle doesn't minister under apostolic authority and that makes him a greater, more spiritual minister or the bishop or anybody else. Is that make, am I making sense? Yes. Yes. So, so the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, they have an authority based upon the gift that they are to equip the saints, not, not to minister outside. 
so um, so if somebody's standing on a pulpit, you know, or in a platform or whatever, the stories are, oh, look at this, you know, <laughs> oh, such a powerful apostle. Oh, oh. And, 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 you know, he's so anointed. He's so spiritual. And we feel immediately like these lesser little pawns in the whole thing is like, oh, I'll never be like, a, you have the same authority. You have the same, he's not operating in apostolic authority when he's standing on the platform. He right. only operates in that authority when he is equipping the saints. That's what the gift is for. Right. A am I correct? Yes. Good. Yes. I mean, that's what, that's what it says. <laughs> that's what it says. Exactly. And I, I, without trying to complicate it or bro, bring build our religious concepts into it, um, that is the plain and simple truth of of how it is. And, right. and that's what I'm trying to tell people is like, you are, you're not just a believer. You know, we've got this like this Christian mentality, and then you got you. So we've got this hierarchical thinking. In the church is like some are like supers and some are super supers and some are super 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 supers and we right. and and you know not me I, and that's what people have said you you've got to come and do this because you know you more you you more spiritual and you're more anointed and more, you know okay, no no you're just missing the whole point the whole point is is that we're all kings and priests unto God in the kingdom we all operate within the authority the exousia. And the, um, the and the dynamis of God, right? All of us, um, right. And the problem is, is that we don't walk into the authority. You know, we, we we love the power. We all seek the power, but not everybody's walking in the authority. And that's what separated Jesus from the normal guys or the right. normal teachers was he, he taught as one having authority, exousia. Right. Not not teaching with authority. Which no. there's a big he distinction. Yeah, he's he spoke as one having authority. I mean, Jeez. he wasn't trying to get it. He wasn't speaking with authority, which we think means speaking Shout louder than you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, glory. Uh, but anyway, yeah. it's a witness. <laughs> but it's one of those types of things that it's he he had that posture in himself. He knew who he was. He knew that he was sent by his father. Yeah. And uh, that's that's that affirmation that I don't need that from anybody else. I don't no. need to find an authority from anybody else. Yeah. I know that I was sent here, and this is the work that I'm to do. And it says, it's kind of interesting that the very last verse in uh, Mark, um, it, it says uh, they were sent out everywhere. Or they went everywhere, you know, doing what they were commanded to do. And it says, and the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Yes. The interesting thing, and you know this, the word them there is italicized, which means it's not in the original Greek. So if you just read it, the Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. Yes. And this is something I've tried to work with a lot of young men on realizing that it's not just a matter of going out there and teaching something. It's not just a matter of going out there and giving the word. Wait, it's the word and the spirit both agree. So watch for the opportunity because the Holy Spirit is going to show up and confirm that word with signs following. It doesn't matter what word it is that you're speaking. If the Lord has given you that word, he will show up with the Holy Spirit to confirm that word with signs following. It will happen. Yeah, exactly. So give that opportunity. Give that, 
give place to the Holy Spirit to do what he does. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about it is, is that we're trying to chase the signs like the, like the, um, correct. And, and, and really what we're looking for is some kind of validation that we are right. spiritual, you know, and, right, right. and that, that is just, that's what, what all religions of the world are trying to do. You know, it's like, we, right. we're not in that place. We, we, we are. And that, that, I think that's a, I, I was reading something yesterday and, and, um, and the guy said, we are, we are a kingdom of ignorant kings. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's so true. You know, it's like yeah. God has invested all of this into us. And that's what Jesus really did. He didn't just, you know, take away our sins so that, you know, so that we, we, we can now be another religious organization, but nice, right. a nice one, you know, it's just like, that wasn't what he did. You know, what he did was he, he came and took us out of the kingdom, the tyrannical dominion of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love. We've been brought into a new kingdom as kings and and lords and priests unto God. And uh, we carry this incredible dominion within us. We were were created with us. That's why, you know, when, when people say, I just can't take it anymore. There's something inside of us that says, you know, you, you are supposed to rule and reign. That's really what it is. It's right. When you're frustrated and, and you know, you're just like, you know, going to work, reading the number, pl- the tag, the car tag in front of you to work and the car tag at home and you get home and you're frustrated and you just feel like, you know, the whole world is just, that's because you're missing the dominion. You're missing that part that, that you were designed and created with. You were called right. to rule and reign in life, not just to make it in life, you know? Yes, in, in life as one in Christ Jesus. Yes. yes. Not, we we not, are to reign. That's what it, right. Romans chapter 5 says. Right. Yeah, it's not someday yonder. No. You know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for a little corner, you know, a little corner cabin in the, in the sky somewhere. Oh, bless God. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to be ruling and reigning in life now as one. In, in fact, uh, as he is right now, so are we in this world. Yes. Uh, but once again, going back to that thing that, that we keep mentioning over and over again, is that we, for some reason, we tend to go into a spiritual amway where, uh, you know, I've sponsored you and now you've sponsored somebody else. And now we have this hierarchy. Uh, and, and I don't, I'm not making fun of Amway necessarily, but that's a very well-known uh, multi-level marketing plan. Uh, and it's just a matter of, uh, I guess the thing that frustrated me when I was uh, uh, pastoring a church up, up in the Pacific Northwest, I used to go to these conferences and stuff, you know, with all these pastors and uh and apostles and whatever else there were <laughs> i mean you know the funny thing is you never really knew what they were until they handed you their card <laughs> yeah with the title on them yes so you know you have all these cards at the end of it and and you think oh, what are we doing here you know it's like it's like playing uh you know some sort of card thing uh where a fivefold fivefold or a five card stud you know, five-fold stud. Here we go. Snap! I'm also an apostle! No yes. way! Yeah. Apostles high, prophets wild. <laughs> you know, we're going to have all these, uh, this whole card game going on. And really now, if you look at the now time, uh, uh, pastors are way down the line in that. 
Yes. And, uh, you and know, a, it, a bishop or an apostle to be right, right. In order to be anything now, you've got to be. Uh, and of course, in some terms uh, or in some particular groups, it's the prophet that's the oh, yeah. that gets the uh, all the attention and whatever else. The, the funny thing is, uh, and I guess I was reading this one day and it really got me in in first Corinthians 12, um, uh, verse 28. It says, and God has set some in the church. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healing, helps governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers anyway. You know, and we've we've heard that scripture quoted so many times, and it doesn't it doesn't mean as in chief place. When he sets some in the church, first apostles doesn't mean in chief place. It means in in order of priority. Yeah, order of priority, not not that being an apostle is the highest order of priority. It's just that particular work needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, exactly. When you think about the apostle, as far as being a somebody who's like um, what an architect, yeah. that like Paul says, you know, the the I'm going to come and set things in order that are wanting, lacking, coming behind. Yeah. Uh, you know, he. He's got kind of the layout of things. He knows what's coming up next in, in, a, in a person's life, because like Paul says, if I'm apostle to you, I'm not to everybody, but certain people, I know that layout. I know that lineup. And then he sends a prophet who comes in, tears down, roots out, plucks up, and destroys, and then begins to build and plant. And then you got the teacher who just builds, and begins to build according to the pattern <laughs> and uh, lays it upon the foundation, which was laid by the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. But we tend to, for some reason, we go back to that hierarchical status. And But it's interesting. This is the thing that got me. After he lists all these things, apostles, prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps in governments. So let me ask you this. If governments is listed way down the line, are apostles, prophets, and teachers governments? Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's that's the thing that got me, is that I'm not to rule in... Apostles weren't sent to rule over churches. No. No. They weren't sent to rule over people. I'm not to be a king over you. And I guess that's coming back to what we had talked about earlier. Yeah. I wasn't sent here to be a king over you, even though I have a certain measure toward you, yeah. because you've given me a certain measure because you recognize. And see, that goes back to the priesthood, according to the order of Melchizedek. Yes. Melchizedek didn't have father, mother, lineage. He didn't have that type of thing. His whole purpose was to come to bless Abraham. That was his whole thing. He yeah, didn't yeah. cut. There was a whole mess of other kings around Abraham after he'd returned from the uh, war with the other kings and stuff. And, and uh, he had all these spoils and all these other little kings camped around him trying to get, you know, trying to make goody goody with him so that they could get a portion of the spoil because he fought the battle for him basically. And so here comes Melchizedek, not having father and mother, not having a lineage, not having, you know, nobody knows where he's coming from. <laughs> nobody knows where he's gone. Uh, and, and he comes with one purpose in mind, and that's to bless Abraham. Yes. To give a blessing from God to Abraham. Abraham recognizes that God sent him. And because of that, Abraham opens up his heart 
and gives him a tenth part or a tithe or whatever yes. of everything that he's got yes. and of that spoil of that portion and, and stuff. And we, I guess that's the whole thing. If we can get back to that point of, I'm not coming here for position. I, I'm coming here as Melchizedek, not to try to have a position in your life, not having try to have a place in your life, but I'm coming to give you, to impart unto you, like Paul said, some spiritual gift. I'm coming here to impart to you something of the nature of Christ so that when I leave, that's deposited into your life and you have a blessing from God now that's never going to leave you. Exactly. And if somehow we can see, we've been taught all of our lives, a Levitical priesthood or their Aaronic priesthood, E R R O N I C. Aaronic. <laughs> yeah. Aaronic. Uh, but that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that whole, that whole priesthood, it, it says in Hebrews that, because there's been a change of priesthood, it necessitates a change of law. Yes. Uh, it's not the tithe anymore. Uh, it's, not the, it's not the law anymore. It's not the, I'm coming for one reason and ren one reason only, not to get a portion of what you've got. God is my portion, but I'm coming to give you and impart to you something of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. I was sent by Melchizedek himself to represent him. I'm coming in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, and here I am to give you this. Now, like Paul said, I, I should expect to get something of your carnals if I come to give you something spiritual. Yeah. I mean, that's just plain and simple. Uh, but Paul said, I'm not, it's not so that it abounds toward my account <laughs> because I already work with my hands so that I have, so that, so that I can have for the guys that are with me also. Yeah. But I'm coming for one reason, one reason only, and that's to bless you. And if I do, it says, he says, go ahead and give so that it may abound toward your account because yeah. you recognize Melchizedek. You yeah. recognize the priesthood of Melchizedek. You recognize this. That's and right. Levitical priesthood, right. in that whole scenario, uh, you bring all the tithes into the storehouse, into that tabernacle, into the temple, into the whatever. You bring all the tithes in there, and then the priests throw in their flesh hooks, and they drag out their portion or their salary. And then the rest of it goes to keep the lights on and keep the ministries going and everything else. Uh, that's the Levitical priesthood. That's That was the law. That was the but Paul says, I'm, I'm going to show you guys a different way to do this. And he never comes out really and states anything until Hebrews about the Melchizedek priesthood. But in example, in, in showing how that works or in talking about it, he shows that Melchizedek priesthood. He shows the heart of it. Yes. And I guess that's the, um, I've, I've never really heard it taught that much um, because we have a tendency to invariably go back to that Levitical priesthood when it comes to money? Well, in, in a lot of areas, I mean, we, we, you know, as far as the hierarchical thinking and, right, and right. you know, is, is that we still think, you know, prophets still think they have to be like Jeremiah. <clears throat> and right. is, it's like they, they are, you know, that whole era has changed. Now, some of the statutes and, you know, the things that God set in motion, the, 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 uh, the, the things that guide us, yeah, we, we get that. But the, the whole old covenant system was done away with in, you know, at, at the in Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's all done away with. So, so we've got it, you know, now we don't have, 
you know, priests that we that mediate for us. We have one high priest. Right. He's forever a high priest, and we're all priests unto God. And I think that's really the thing that that I'm trying to, you know, for me is what I'm trying to communicate with people is that, you know, you've been so disempowered, you've been so conquered and oppressed in your thinking that you right. can't, you can't see yourself actually being effective for the kingdom of God into this culture. And, right. and, and, you know, and we desperately need, I mean, if you take how many people actually, you know, declare themselves to be sort of for Christ or in Christ. And, and yet we, we are losing, you know, in the sense of losing a generation where we should, when we take authority and we actually, realize that God has empowered us and I'm right. using a, I'm using a different term because I'm trying to stay right. away from the normal church kind of right you're dancing around the normal church stuff <laughs> yes I'm trying to move away from the colloquial you know words that they use in the church that sort of defines right. everything and stereotypes everything and and just use words that 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 you know register a different mindset and say you know is yeah, that if you're, not, for you. you're not empowered as soon as you starting to say that guy is so powerful you know right 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 pastors, that immediately disempowers you it tells right. me that you haven't been empowered you know right. when he when he's like the the great thing and you're not is like something's right. wrong with this whole deal you know and right. and so just what you're saying is that whole old covenant, you know, priesthood, that whole covenant system is what disempowers is still the new covenant right. people, you know? Yeah, this is one that got me. Who is the chief shepherd and bishop of our souls? Yeah, exactly. Who's who, the, who is, who's the yeah. senior pastor here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it's translated. I mean, if you translated it directly, chief shepherd means senior pastor. So yeah. we've only got one of them. Yes, and I've only yeah. got one bishop of my soul. Yes. So exactly. why why take that place? Why why do we want to put ourselves in that place? So I'm I I oh man, this is so sad. <laughs> I'm gonna tell on myself. We had this sign engraved um, when I was when I was. We had this church up in. Um, somewhere <laughs> anyway we had this sign engraved and it was beautiful i mean made out of cedar it was a huge sign you know with a manual a manual fellowship church brought to you by and uh <laughs> senior pastor is steve bissett and is, i had that, that what you had yeah and i had that written on my cards here i'm the senior pastor you know i'm i'm the chief shepherd you know and, and i and you were the only pastor yeah, 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 I'm the only one. And so, and it was my church, for crying out loud. I mean, when you think about it. Uh, yeah, you were working hard, man. Yeah. And so I'd go around town, you know, and people would say, yeah, I, I remember you. You're, you're such and such or, you know, or who are you? And I, well, I'm the, I'm the uh, pastor, um, you know, up at such and such a church. Oh, really? And I use that as a, I use that as almost like a pry bar or a, uh, an entrance into people's lives. Yes, I'm a pastor. Yes, I'm the senior so, pastor. Yeah, I'm the, yeah, not just the pastor, but I'm the senior pastor up at uh, you know Emmanuel Fellowship Church. And uh, it, it's interesting how uh, when he sat me down and, and just said, hey, I'm going to teach you how to build for me. It's interesting how that stuff kind of gets, 
exposed to you and your eyes kind of open and you go, Oh my land, I can't believe I did, did that. I, yeah, no, it was I used that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I guess that's where it got to me too, where he says, Don't use the name of the Lord thy God in vain. <sighs> vanity, vanity means, you know, a, a self purpose or a self uh, self-adulation or self whatever I mean that's what vanity is it's a it's a promotion of self and if I use the name of the Lord my God for self-promotion isn't that using the name of the Lord thy God in vain yeah yeah oh yeah I mean, and I guess that's what really got me I it wasn't so much that I was running around cussing yeah. it was that I was using the name of the Lord God to promote myself or to to give myself a certain place in people's heart or eyes. Yeah, you were you, you, yeah, you were using it for gain, man. Yes. Yeah, I was. I would but yeah, did it too. Did it too, man. Did it too. Yeah, well, it's it's nice that we can both waller in that for a little bit, but uh, yeah. <laughs> thank God. Thank God, thank God I'm that free. We, I'm free indeed, man. Yeah. 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 And it says they who know the truth you know, the truth shall, it doesn't say set you free. Uh, and this is something that, uh, you know, they who know the truth, the truth shall, you know, if you know the truth, the truth shall, we always sing set you free, but it's not set you free. It's, it's made you free. It's right. I've been created as a free man, uh, whom the son therefore shall, we say set free, shall be free indeed. It's not the word set. It's the word made. If God created me as a free man, I'm not to come back under bondage or to think about it like it says in Galatians. Who who has bewitched you that you come back under bondage to some of this stuff again? Don't do that. You know, I mean, you've been made free. You're created a free man. You're created as this. And if you know the truth, the truth creates in you this free man. This is who you are. Yes. Looking back at who you are, it's your own natural face, which is the word Genesis, the word uh, in James, uh, the natu word natural there is Genesis. If I look in the mirror at my own natural face, beholding that thing, I I'm seeing what God created, not, not what I, you know, all the pimples and all the scars and everything else. You know, I don't see all the, the other stuff. I see what God created. I see the glory, as it says in Corinthians, uh, you know, beholding as it were in the mirror, the glory of the Lord to see that glory that he created and to believe that. And it says we're changed into that same image then from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord, just because simply I believed it. I, I looked at it. I saw the glory and I believe that's what, that's what he intended from the beginning. So and I guess that's where uh, it's it's really gotten me that I'm I'm created free. It's not I'm I'm not to be brought uh, brought back under bondage and to 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 realize that like you said earlier, you quoted the scripture that I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness yeah. into the kingdom of His beloved Son. I, I'm translated out of it. It's almost like the uh, time warp type thing from uh, you know from a, uh, uh, what was the name of that show uh, Star Trek. Yes. You know, all of a sudden now, you know, I'm translated into this thing and all my particles have been set apart. And now I'm put back together in this new place. And I'm not I'm not that old man anymore. That's not who I am. And yet and yet 
you know, it's, I, I, I shared a message this week is that, that I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. But anyway, is that I, I woke up with this and I, I saw the people of Israel come to the, to, it was a 40 day march, a 40 day walk from Egypt to, to the land of Canaan. And they really? come to the border of Canaan and they could not enter because the, they were still thinking like slaves and right. they, they couldn't take the responsibility of the freedom that God was giving them. So God said, well, then I'm going to have to kill all of you because you don't want to change your minds. And so he took them around and around and around what took 40 days for 40 years until he could raise a new generation with a total new mindset. You know, it's just That's like, true. we, we, yeah. we have this freedom. We've been given this, this, the, I mean, it's just that, but we are so oppressed in our minds that, That's true. that we cannot enter into these things that, and you know, I, I wanted to, I want to make, make a disclaimer here. You listen to this program, you listen to this conversation, you could be changed forever. The disclaimer is we take no responsibility for any change mindsets, any um, <laughs> uh, sacred cows that have been slayed, any holy altars that are false that get overthrown. And we do not take any responsibility for you not being able to fit into the normal course of events. That's true. In a normal church setting anymore. So we apologize, but we do not take responsibility for it. (laughs) 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 And I've gotten past the point of being apologetic. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, you know, just just looking at the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 2, and uh, we were, you were just talking about that now. And verse 17 says, for we are not, and this is the amplified version. We are not like many acting like merchants, peddling God's word, shortchanging and adulterating God's message, but from pure uncompromised motives as commissioned and sent from God, we speak his message in Christ in the sight of God. So, you know, too many are still peddling the word of God for profit. And, right. and, and manipulate using their titles and positions for manipulation. In fact, I mean, the Bible, I, I looked up shepherd and it, in the new Testament, the only time it, the only re- reference is to Christ. Right. It's shepherd, you know, so, so we all got a slot in under that fit in under that begin to stare into, into the mirror of, of God's word of the person of God, the, person of who he is um, of Christ himself and 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 uh, and really begin to reflect on the fact that we are kings we are we are um, uh, priests um, and we and one of the reasons we don't enter into victory because men still have dominate our thinking right my wife said said that exact thing here a while back she said you know honestly it's not necessarily just the the pastor's fault or the apostle or whoever else it is up there standing up there trying to take all the accolades. Yeah, it's not. It's the, it's the people that say, God, give us a King like all other nations. Exactly. Moses, you go talk to God. We, we right. Didn't want right. To talk. Yeah. Because there's, there's responsibility in being a, a King and a, and a priest. Right. And we don't want responsibility. Right. And that's the truth. Well, yep. Another good conversation, Steve. Thank you so much um, for your time. And um, we, I see our 
our um, listenership is growing. I'd just like to encourage, if you're listening, hey, subscribe to KLE Podcast on Shopify or, um, or uh, Google or on um, iTunes or on uh, even on Anchor FM. Um, please, if you subscribe, it shoots up our rankings. We want to get the message of the, this kingdom message out to more people. Um, share it out if you, you know, they say share if you care. So if you, if you care about, <laughs> not about us, but if you care about others, get this message out, share this, this discussion. I mean, we're trying to keep it, uh, Steve and I are trying to keep it very um, uh, low key is not the right word, but I um, think just very uh, conversational so that it doesn't come across. We don't want to come across as these like, super guys with super revelation we just really are what what steve and i've been doing for years is just talking sharing encouraging one another um keeping our thinking in the right way uh, it doesn't mean we have all revelation and all truth and that we understand and we better and we certainly are not trying to be better than anybody else but that we we uh, steve and i have a real passion and a real heart to see people come back uh, and be restored into what God has is, is, is established for them. What, what, That's right. What is, your king, what is your kingdom position? And we want to see you empowered to be the, 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 uh, the, the key to changing this generation. That's really what it is. We, you know, you are it, baby. There's, right. no, uh, there's nobody else. It's Be all that you can be. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's already taken, though. That's, that's all that we can say. And so, <laughs> so we appreciate and we want you to get, we want to get the message out. So please share. And uh, and care and um, and uh, like and love and send us a message and tell us that you <laughs> that you are getting something out of this or that you hate us or something. But just let us know how you're doing and and we'd love to hear from you. So from Sean and Steve uh, building his church, we we appreciate you listening. And uh, until next time, have a super weekend. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Steve. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Thank you. Okay. Have a good one today. All right. Bye-bye.